live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Coming up on 12 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Good to be back with you this morning. And Eric Bilstead and I will take you to 9 o'clock. Greg Pancake Hill producing the program. And hey, lot, welcome back, by the way. Yeah, great to be here. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about my trip and what we did. I got some travel tips for folks. I know a lot of families will be going out on spring break. Just, just various observations I have having traveled. It's been a while since I was in an airplane okay. and airports and Disney and all that stuff. So talk a little bit about that. But I... Man, yeah, I got to start with where where my heart is at this morning, and I'm. I don't know if I'm embarrassed to say I'm sad, but I was I was embarrassingly proud of my high school. You know that. Everybody, oh yeah. Oh, everybody who works yep. here, everybody yep. I've ever worked with, whatever they all know where I went to high school. Mm-hmm. Toast the East. I was so proud to have been a Red Raider, and a lot of that came from my dad taught there for more than forty years. My dad's remarried. My stepmom taught there and coached there for many, many years. My wife for a while taught there as well. I was so glad when she moved and changed school districts and had an opportunity to work at Toast the East. I was just like, we're we're all in while yeah. Toast the East family. So mm-hmm. that's all I knew growing up. And I thought I got a kick-ass education on top of it. I felt very well prepared for college. I felt well taught. I felt well coached. Uh, I just, you know, would brag all over the state. I would toast East. And people knew of toast East. They had a good reputation. And uh, so I'm heartbroken this morning as I got, a, I got a tip early from a fellow alumnus. And he said, look, I can't say for sure if this is real, but... I want you have to see this video, and this is happening, and this is a problem. And if you want to see what we're talking about, you text the word "fight" to the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is eight five five six one six one six twenty. Old National Bank, get old. Text the word "fight," or else you can just check out my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, six twenty WTMJ dot com. Any of those places we yep. posted the video that just got me so upset this morning, and I know it's not the first because now that I put that out there and we've been talking about it on the air. I've heard from other alums. I've heard from educators at Wauwatosa East right now, people I know. I've heard from parents who have students in the school district right now that tell me things are out of hand, not just at East, at West as well. I know there's been some coverage of that. We really haven't dived into it on this show just because it hasn't touched me personally uh, outside of the relationships that I still have. And we live in Greendale now for an assortment of reasons that I don't need to get into, but you know, we didn't end up raising our kids in Wauwatosa and very proud of Greendale and where we live and all that. But uh, I'm just so heartbroken this morning by what I'm seeing because it's it's an awful scene that plays out. In this particular case, the reporting that I can pass along to you is three people were arrested by Wauwatosa police. A fight broke out about 4 o'clock, a little after 4 o'clock, um, prior to a freshman basketball game. And it was in the hallway uh, near the gym. And you had an adult parent who was engaged with multiple students just beating on each other. I don't know who started it. I don't know how that entanglement happened. But you had an adult beating on students and vice versa. And this big entanglement in that mess, an administrator from the school was also shoved by an adult who was there, an adult parent. And it just it breaks my heart. It makes me so sad because that is not... Not that we didn't have fights, not that we didn't have problems, not that we didn't have issues, but that, and anybody can have one incident. But I'm hearing that it's more than that from parents, from educators, from others in the district. 
And that is not where I went to high school. And it's awful. What makes this different than the, uh, is it the consistency of the fights? Is that the issue? Parents are telling me and others who are inside the district are, are saying that it's, it's the frequency and the failure that they see to discipline the people involved appropriately. I'm hearing like an a, a expulsion. Lot of, yeah, I'm hearing a lot of slap on the wrist. They're back in school. I'm hearing a lot of it's not being dealt with. I'm hearing a lot of some people want to come down on the students who are involved in this behavior, but um, the school board or various others at higher levels aren't allowing it. And I can't say you know, I'm not there. So I can't say whether or not that would be my feeling if I sure. were there and involved. But that's what I'm hearing, and it's just it's sad. And I'm not. I'm not saying that's the only school where this is happening. It's not the only school district, but it's the one that I'm most frequently hearing, and it's the one that my heart is most connected to outside of where my, where my kids now are growing up and, and hopefully having a very proud experience of their high school. So I don't know what to make of it, Ian. And I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what's happening in Wauwatosa. I don't know why it continues to happen. Well, and the, the fact that a parent is somehow involved in it, too... Is is very disheartening. No, you know it's one thing. I'm not going to justify anything, but it's one thing when you hear about a scrap between kids that you know grows in in the energy behind that and the number of kids that get involved on something like that. It's unfortunate when that happens, but when you hear that parents are also in the middle of the scrum, that doesn't make any sense. How does it get to that? Right? Can you imagine? Can you can can you imagine? No. Being at no, your kid's school and fighting with another kid. No, absolutely not. Or, again, I don't really know what started that. Maybe Is it, is it possible at all on any level the parent wasn't in the wrong? Like, could, a, could there have been a parent trying to jump in and try to break things? I, I don't know. Sure. I, I suppose, yeah, right. But it doesn't sound like that based on what I'm hearing from people who were either there or are involved. Well, the, the letter, if from what I understand from the letter that you obtained from the principal that was sent to parents, parent pushed a school administrator. Yeah. Police have that parent's son or daughter detained. And this appeared to be mostly girls and women. Is that what it looks like to you? Yes. That's what it looks like to me, too. Yeah. So police had one student detained and the parent of that student then shoved an administrator objecting to the detention by police who are trying to get control of this i've had some other questions this morning people have texted or responded on my social media or why wasn't someone there to break this up and my my response is i mean i think about my my wife would i when she was there send her, her running in the, yeah right right forget about it well and you're also assuming that like you know are, is there security in every hallway is there an administrator in every room? Is there a teacher available in all of these spots? Likely no, right? I mean, this happened after 4 o'clock. There's a lot going on at that time. School, I mean, if it's anything like when I was there, after you know your, your final bell was 3 o'clock and then you go to your sports or you, you know your theater or whatever extracurriculars you're involved in, and then you know it's not that it's not supervised, but kind of kids are on their own, you know, walking around matriculating, if you will, yeah, doing sure. their thing. Right. So the, the expectation that you know every inch of the school is going to be heavily supervised, I, I, you know, I don't know that parents would have that expectation. Maybe after the budget address tonight, there will be. A... <laughs> well, the governor plans to spend a lot of money on education, but one of the things that's 
going to have to begin to address this. If there are any parents in Tosa or just in general who can help us, help me shed some light on what's going on there. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old, 855-616-1620. What is happening in our schools and particularly sweet alma mater, Tosa East? Man, I'm just I'm upset about it this morning. 819 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. I don't know if what I'm asking of all of you this morning is if you can talk me off the ledge. Like, <laughs> a little bit, I guess. I want to try to feel better. I'm heartbroken about my alma mater, Wauwatosa East, which sadly again is in the news for all the wrong reasons. Big old fight there. Three people arrested, including a parent who got tangled up with a bunch of students. If you'd like to see the video, text the word fight to the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. I don't know if this makes you feel any better, but... Uh from the 262, Vinny, it's not just Tosa. It's happening all over. I can tell you it's happening in Racine, too. Kids and parents are out of control. Got this one from, this is on the Vinny text line. Not the old national, but see, now I'm hearing no, from the my old, friends. The old personal text, okay. Yes, I'm hearing from friends or others that I know who are still in Tosa or connected to Tosa. As I said, I graduated from there. My dad taught there for a million years. My stepmom, my wife, it all taught there as well. Um, this from uh, a friend he has a, a student at Tosi East now, and this is what the student told him. I've seen one fight ever, but the weed is really bad. I'm trying to figure out, like, what's at play here? What's going on? So the weed use is bad? Is that what that is? <laughs> I'm sure he didn't mean it's not quality weed. <laughs> just wanted to I'm make telling sure. you, man. <laughs> Sorry, it's just not, wanted to make sure. <laughs> you know, your money don't buy as much as it used to anymore. <laughs> Weed's not as good as it used to be man, back, we just in, can't back in your day, Dad. Can't compete with Illinois. <laughs> Please, those guys. Uh, this on the old National Bank talk and text line. The group that wants school resource officers out of the schools are the first to complain that they weren't there when they were needed. I wouldn't be surprised if the ones causing the problems are the same ones that want them out. I do think that's interesting because, and I can't speak to this, if somebody is in the Tosa School District who knows for sure, I don't know if they were one of the districts that kicked the cops out. I know when my dad taught there, and he was athletic director for many years, as was my stepmom, um, one of the great relationships they had, and my wife used to even bring him in as a speaker, uh, was the school resource officer. And the purpose of that officer was not only to keep the peace and to step in in situations like this, but also to build relationships with the students sure. in a positive way. My yeah. wife taught uh, history, and she would bring him in to do, uh, these are your rights under the Constitution kind of thing. And he would willingly say, this is what you should say if you get pulled over. This is what cops can't ask you. These are helping the students through to know their rights things like that. So they had a really positive relationship and many years ago. I don't know if they were one of the school districts that kicked the, kicked the cops out, but I did notice in the communication to parents it said police were called to respond to the mm -hmm, fight. Mm -hmm. So either were called from a different part of the school or had to be called to come to the school. I don't know, but certainly that's a possibility as well. Well, what generally would be a penalty for a school fight? Like if my kid were getting into a fight at school today, no history of that. I mean, would he be expelled? Would I expect that? Is it a detention for two weeks? Is it a suspension? I feel like when we were, okay, like, I, I guess I don't know. You don't have fighting kids. I don't have fighting kids, right. I guess, really. Um, although anybody can get dragged into something. Uh, my expectation was if you're in a fight, and kids fight at school, 
It happens. That has, and it's happened across the state, across the country for it just doesn't look, <laughs> since the beginning of school. Right. It just doesn't look like this where it goes on and on. I think somebody texted earlier. Yeah, a couple of maybe somebody lands a blow. Usually it's mostly a slap fest and then they get pulled yeah, apart and that yeah. was that. And for that, you got a day off or maybe a couple. Well, see, that you just mentioned it. There's no pull apart. It's stand and watch. The number of people that stand and watch these fights happen, there's no one generally getting involved, maybe a couple, you know what I mean, that kind of get in there and also start adding to the scrum. I think probably the idea of weapons in school has changed the desire of some of the adults to hop in there. I mean, like I think of who would have broken up a fight when I was in school. I could think of a lot of teachers well, that I know that would have loved to get in that scrum and pull it apart, but right? That's but different. Would, that's, would they now? That's different now. Especially, yeah. we've seen that. There's that situation in Kenosha with the uh, officer involved uh, trying to stop a fight. There are also concerns of lawsuits and injuries and everything caught on video that does play a role. Whether or not it did in this case, it don't, I, don't, not, I don't believe that, but still learning more on this one. But what I continue to hear is that it, it continues. It's bad. It's worse than you think. It's worse than people know. And that whatever discipline, if any, that's being administered is not enough. 828 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight thirty-seven on a very full Wednesday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. We had Brewers President of Business Operations, Rick Schlesinger, with us live this morning. Is that one too long? Should I shorten that one up? Just two Ricks, or you like the full Rick? I think it's okay where it's at. Thanks, Rick! That's a good one, too. I mean, you want to have two versions there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I agree. agree. (laughs) Talking about a very serious issue and something that's going to be debated for weeks and months, but uh, Rick's Rick, so that gets played. Mm -hmm. The stadium bombshell, if you will, dropped yesterday morning. Uh, WTMJ among the first to report the $290 million... uh, I guess investment. Yeah, I was going to say, I called it a donation inadvertently. I didn't mean to use <laughs> you didn't mean to say donation. Which I'm donation. embarrassed about. Yeah, well, really. it is and it isn't. I mean, this is not, it, it's not proper to characterize it as a gift to the Brewers. This is an investment in the baseball park for which the Brewers are a tenant. Now, I know that's a thin line for some, but it, that's the fact. It's true. It is, right. It's that, true. Is, that is the truth. This is meant to preserve long-term the Brewers' future in Milwaukee for the next 20 years. Now, I think it's news to a lot of people listening that that was an open question, apparently. Like, what do you mean What do you mean we have to preserve the long? Didn't we do that when we built then Miller Park? Didn't that mean the Brewers were here? I kind of, you know, the analogy, I don't know if this is fully analogous, Eric, because nothing is forever. But I think back to the, the whole debate over the deep tunnel. And I was a kid then when they were building the deep tunnel. And at that time, man, it was dozens of times a year that we were dumping raw sewage into Lake Michigan. And for, I I can't even really remember why it was so controversial, but MMSD and city and county authorities and the various people involved came and said, like, look, if you do this, if you build the deep tunnel, this is going to help that situation. Now, people thought they heard this will eliminate sewer overflows. Forever. The period done. It will never happen. It doesn't happen that and I, often. And, and MMSD, for the longest time, tried to make the argument when they'd have two or three or four a year, 
down from 50 or so that we never said this would never happen. We told you that you know, this would help. If it rains but, five inches in two hours. Yes. And they tried one of the statements they made because I was reporting them when this became really controversial. So the system worked as it was designed to work and nobody wanted to hear it because regardless of whether they were told this or not, they thought they heard this will this will solve the problem forever. I kind of liken that to when we built Miller Park, people heard, boom, done. Brewers are here forever. Yeah, fixed. Okay, so I don't think there's any real legitimate threat, though. Basically, what we know is, what were you reporting earlier? That their lease current their current lease goes until 2030, and then they have club options after that, basically? As we say in sports, yes, club options. So the Brewers are signed through 2040, I believe, if not 42. Okay, okay. But... Starting in 2030, it's a series of two-year renewable Ah, options that the Brewers have. So the Brewers could walk away clean in 2030 at the end of that season and say, all right, we're not signing another two-year extension. If they, under the current agreement, wanted that, that would roll over every couple of years. See, one of the texts we got yesterday about this was, okay, say we do it, you know, we go with the $290 or something of that ilk, which is likely to happen. I think everyone's in agreement that this will likely happen in some form. Say you do that, are, are we going to hear in 10 years, though, that the stadium is obsolete? So well before 2043 that we need a new stadium anyway. Well, I think in 2043, you're going to have a 40-year-old baseball park. And then so we're going to have to prior to 2043. So in 35, 36, 37, we're going to have to start talking about, all right, do we need to build a whole new park? This just gets you through the next 20 years. And why the Brewers, and I, I think a lot of people are confused as to, like, hang on, where, where did this come from? Because, remember, the Stadium Park District, what, what's the actual name? The Professional Ballpark? Yep, yep. I've got it somewhere. It's like Southeastern Wisconsin Professional Baseball District yes. or something to that effect. It's basically the governing board for the five-county region that funded the original construction of Miller Park, and now they serve as landlord. They own Miller Park, and by they, that means we. They're a public entity. So we, the taxpayers, own now American Family Field. And when they sunsetted the 0.1% sales tax in the five counties about three years ago, there was 80-some million dollars left in the bank. And the district board at the time said, all right, that $80 million will take care of our obligations under the lease through the end of this deal. Well, the brewer said, yeah, well, they made that decision or they made that claim without having really fully studied all of the things that are going to be needed. The chairs in Miller Park, or sorry, American Family Field are 20 years old. The, you know, this thing is 20 years the old. Boilers, that thing is 20 the, years old. Right. You'll never see a roof like that built again. <laughs> that thing was hard to maintain, right. It's pretty cool, but it, it's hard Many to maintain. Many of those components are 20 years. So they, they need replacement. They need upkeep. You know, what in your house is 20 years old that your wife isn't looking at saying, like, when are we going to do something about these carpets? When are we going to get, you know, this couch is old. Right? So there are various <laughs> improvements that need to be made. And, and the Stadium Park District is responsible for making those improvements. Now, the yes. brewers have Obligated also, to do so. Have also made improvements on their own. They've invested their own money in the ballpark, and also they do pay rent. They are they are a lessee, if you will. And from the Brewers, they say they pay $1.2 million a year in rent plus $300,000 into the district's capital projects fund. So that's what they're paying right now. So that's another one of the arguments that some are making, though, is that, okay, maybe they should be paying more for rent. And maybe that will be part of this debate moving forward. Because what we have right now is a proposal from Governor Tony Evers. And that's it. 
You already have pushback from the Republican leader in the Wisconsin Assembly, that being Assembly Speaker uh, Robin Voss. Let me see if I got that clip. I thought I had the Voss He was clip. on Wisconsin's yeah, Afternoon here, News yesterday. Yeah, he was with John Mercure. And basically, his line is, first of all, he was surprised by this, the size of the proposal, the timing, all of that. I don't know. I had some information that the speaker actually knew well in advance for months that some sort of major public ask was coming. So sounds like politically he's playing it up a little bit. But this is his thought on where we're at. I don't think you would find a person in Wisconsin who doesn't think that we are lucky to have a professional baseball team here where we are recognized worldwide that hopefully will bring home a championship to make us all proud. That's something that I hope we can rally around. But the deal that Governor Evers just kind of, you know, unveiled like dropping a bomb probably isn't going to be the one that survives until the end. Hopefully we put a better deal together for the taxpayers with more guarantees if we're able to get it done but a lot of work ahead of us. Dropping a bomb. Bullseye! <laughs> Come on, Uke. <laughs> so that's Assembly Speaker Robin Voss on it. And, and the fact of the matter is this and every other thing that the governor speaks about tonight in his budget address could very well be tossed on arrival, which is what happened the last time the governor issued a budget two years ago. Republicans in the legislature threw it out and started over. And so that may very well happen. So just because this is the proposal doesn't mean it's anywhere near what the final language could be, to your point of, could there be more rent? Could there be other stipulations placed? And Schlesinger said that. He said that when he was on with us earlier today, he said, look, we expect that there will be changes to this plan, that there's going to be negotiation, a conversation about it. From our perspective, our goals are are really, number one, we want to make sure the district has sufficient funds to meet its lease obligation to us. We're not asking for additional obligations, just the money needed to meet the ones that the district promised us in 1996. Number two, we don't want the five-county sales tax back. And number three, we want to be able to sign a long-term lease extension um, and and also honor our promises to, to, the, to the state and to the district and to the fans. So if, if all those objectives are shared, which I believe they are, Um, It seems to me that there's going to be a solution that can work for everybody. But we understand this is the first step in the journey, and it's going to take several months of negotiation and discussion and research and analysis. And again, looking forward to the result, and I think we will have a successful result. So an important point buried in that, too, that I do want to highlight. What Schlesinger is saying, and he's speaking for the Brewers and their standpoint, and the Stadium Park District Board may wish to dispute this. What he's saying is what we're asking for is nothing beyond what is already in our it's agreement. in the contract. Right. right. As the lessee, if you will, of this facility. The discrepancy is between the $80 million that was left over a few years ago versus the 290 that they're seeking in addition to that. The discrepancy is which one is really the number that was actually needed to fulfill the obligation in this lease, in this current agreement. Schlesinger is saying that $80 million, it wasn't enough. They didn't know enough at the time in terms of what the future needs would be to the letter of the agreement. And that's why this bigger number is being dropped right now. Can I ask, do you, would this make the team more valuable? In the short term, As yes. an entity? Yeah. If this plan, say, tonight, it won't. But if the governor's plan that he unveils tonight goes through, 290 mil to the stadium district, does that make the, the team would a have more to. valuable property it would have to right if you're trying to sell somebody on being included in the ownership group or selling the team outright which is 
I barely even want to put that yeah, out. Yeah, in the yeah, no, not, 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 but there's nothing like that being discussed. To your point, right? Would it be would it be worth more if you have a long term lease with a facility that is guaranteed to be improved and uh, rehabilitated and added to? And yeah. this is this goes beyond just doing the basic stuff. This is enhancements, better scoreboards, new things. When in ten years there's some sort of new video technology that other ballparks are putting in. Viewers oh, are like in line the, to do that. Like the holograms. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'll be awesome when we get that press release. Brewer is going to start putting in a hologram scoreboard. Then you'll be glad you paid in. <laughs> it's 848 on Wisconsin's Morning News. 852 on Wisconsin's Morning News. As I mentioned, back in it here on this Wednesday morning. I hardly slept last night because I was so excited to see yeah, you. Yeah, you couldn't wait to get back to work. Welcome. Welcome back to the office. Sure, a lot of you have this experience when you've been out. It was a week, so when you've been off for a week and your first day back, right? It's so hard to get that good night's sleep because your your mind is racing. And I was having one of those nights. Oh, so I, hate those nights. I get in about an hour and a half earlier than I usually do. See, I'm I'm impressed. Just couldn't sleep, so I gave up. And came I, see, I never give up. I just lay there. <laughs> I just figured if I'm gonna if my mind's gonna race, it ought to at least work on something. Wow. So I made great use of my time. Right, but we are good. back. We were on a high school cheer trip my youngest daughter one of the twins so she's younger by five minutes than her brother but she's a cheer kid and cheerleading is a new sport to my family like never had any interest in it didn't know anything about it right now they're competitive cheer so you have your sideline your cheerleaders are doing what they do on the football sideline and at the basketball game whatever but they have a competitive season which oddly enough despite the fact that we're just back from nationals continues now in the state. Actually, this weekend is state preliminaries. Oh, my goodness. And the state tournament or the state competition is coming up in oh, a week and a half. Favorites for that, right? Well, you'd hope, but it, it's all I was explaining before. This is like It's like figure skating. You have a lot of different categories. So someone might do the short skate and then the long skate and then a pair of skate and all the... So you can have cheerleading teams that don't even do the same routine. So South Milwaukee might do one thing and Cudahy does another and whatever. So... Our team was most successful in what they call Game Day Live. There's a 40-some piece pep band that accompanies your cheerleaders, and they come out and simulate game situations and do cheers, and they dance to the fight song, and it's, it's all super cool. So we were at the National High School Cheerleading Championships in Orlando at the Disney property. In second place in Varsity Game Day Live, let's hear it for Greendale High Second in the land. Well done. Congratulations. That's great. Pretty big deal for for these kids. There were 10 Wisconsin teams that made it to nationals. Our team was the only one that made it over to the finals. And then to to finish that strongly in our first time event for for this one was pretty big deal. So they got medals and everything. And a big trophy or anything like that. The trophy's not that big. It's like a. It reminds me a little bit of the NCAA like basketball trophy. Like it's smaller. Okay. Although it's clear, but it says you know. Basically, you know, national championship, second place. Second so place. Pretty good. And we're not that far out of first. So a lot of those girls who are going to come back next year, they're hungry. We. Oui. I noticed you dropped a we in there. Part That's not even totally not legitimate. Part of the scoring, you get scored on what they call fan engagement or crowd engagement. So you okay. get points for whether or not. I mean, think about the word, what the word means. Cheerleader. So they are leading you in mm-hmm. a cheer. And yeah. you hope to generate a response from the crowd. So... 
part of our job as parents is to go there and fully engage. So you go nuts then. Okay. Yeah, so then to. what do you do when others are competing? Do you like, are you Sit as on quiet? Your hands. <laughs> You're as quiet the paper. as possible. <laughs> Don't Boring. say anything. <laughs> no, it's very good sportsmanship, but you, yeah, you obviously clap a little bit louder for your team. I so. understand. Really proud of, proud of our girls and uh, proud of our pet band as well. Uh, the boys and girls at uh, Greendale, really nice opportunity for them, but very much glad to be back. We'll check in with Steve Scafidi next on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. I want to read this text here as we bring in Steve Scafidi. As a recently retired educator, 33 years, I can tell you that the main problem is that there are few consequences for bad behavior. 10% of the kids cause 90% of the problems that don't receive consequences. And to make matters worse, teachers are the least powerful people in the building. I know you've been done with this topic for a while, but I had to vent. Thank you. And we were talking, Steve, about something I know you're going to address on your show as well. This uh, video of a fight that we obtained here at uh, WTMJ early this morning at Wauwatosa East. My alma mater breaks my heart, makes me sad. It's not it's not the school that I remember, and I say that because this is not a one-off incident. I'm hearing from parents. I'm hearing from my fellow alumni. I'm hearing from a lot of people, even educators from within the school, that this is a problem, and it's bad. Yeah, it's not a Tosa East problem. It's a school problem. And, and you, I saw the video, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit later in the 9 o'clock hour. There's no one coming to break this up. It's just kids going on. What happens if a kid... Shanks another kid to use a prison term. Yeah, and the kid bleeds out or something. There seems to be no response. And this, I've talked to school board members all over the place about this issue before. I know we got we got to rush here. This is something we've got to address. No discipline is a problem, and it's ruining the educational environment for the kids who actually want to be there and learn. And we got to do something about it. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.